Radio Nova. Hi, I'm Colm Hayes and welcome along to another Radio Nova podcast. A couple of weeks ago, we had a show on air when we went through the brand new U2 album track by track and we had some great guests in as well. One of those was Steve Avril. And again, I was only able to give him the courtesy of about five or six minutes, yet the interview was about 20 minutes long. So we decided to make it into a podcast. If you don't know Steve, Steve Avril, born 1950s, an Irish graphic artist. He's an art director, a writer, a musician, a former punk rock vocalist. And he, along with his company, AMP Visual, have designed all the album covers for the Irish band U2. Steve also was responsible for the name U2 that the group selected for themselves. He popped into studio and we had a good old chat. Steve Avril. Remind us where it all started with you and U2 because I was reading somewhere that you gave them the name The Hype. No, The Hype was something that they had. So that's all hype. That's all hype. Yeah. And that's one of the reasons why we didn't like it as a name. It just meant you know, payola and everything else in those days. So yeah. it was um, a case of just that they, they, Adam had asked me I come up with a suggestion for a name and he had said to me his brief with me was I want a name like XTC it means a lot means nothing yeah. so that's really when I went and put my thinking cap on and came up with the name U2 You're now with the Troll Pilgrims but back then in those days it was Radiators from, from space. space Yes and a lot of people remember them as well and remember that era of there was the Virgin Prunes as well around that stage there was, Virgin there was, Prunes and U2 were, were kind of come out on Padres yeah. and, and, and did, did a lot of gigs there was, together There was a little punk circuit going around There was they came probably a little bit later than what we did. Mm. We when we started, there was ourselves and the Rats. They were the, ah, the, yeah, the two the, the two bands. We were the first band in the world, punk band, I should say, yeah. to have a single go into their national charts. All right, we went into the charts at number seventeen with our very first single. So that yeah. was the first punk band in in the world to what do was that. that song. Yeah, television screen. Yes. So from from radios and space to being the graphic designer, the art designer, how did that happen for the first album? Adam was in the same class as my brother. My brother came home from school one day and says, "The guy in my class wants to have a talk to you about yeah. the radios and the whole thing." And it was Adam, and Adam came over to my house several times, and we talked about a lot of things about music and what I suggested might help to do very various bits and pieces to, to, to help the band get get on with it. But slowly, it, it sort of became something he sort of said well we're yeah. doing when you're doing a gig would you do a poster then I did the first single cover U23 right. um, and then uh, the first album cover um, I kind of had said if I do the, the single cover or whatever I want to be able to do the first album cover So were you into graphic design were you one of the guys in schools that everyone would go to when they were having a, a, a sale of work or a gig or something not, would you do me a little Not so much then but yeah, yeah. It, it became something like that I mean my two passions were music and graphic design right, right. And, and the best place to put them on was a 12 inch album cover You know, so that's what I that's what I really loved Album, album covers yeah. So where did the idea for the for the very first album cover where, where did that come from can you remember how that morphed Yeah it was a a, uh, a guy a friend of the band's called Hugo McGuinness had, yeah. taken, had taken the pictures of Peter Rowan who was a young he was brother of Googie from the Virgin Prunes yeah. and I was presented with a whole bunch of these photographs and I immediately said that one it's going to be the album okay, cover okay. Um, because it just struck me as being powerful and, and the band then it was, it was about innocence and naivety and all those kind of things When, when you say that one just a matter was it a whole heap of photographs of different images of people or was it a was it a huge canvas of different no, ideas No it was, it, was, it was a variety of pictures of you too and a variety of pictures of Peter in different guises and different forms in fact uh, the best of uh, also features a picture of P- Peter with the gas mask on which was taken yeah. he, he returned again for the cover of war 
he's been on the, on those two album covers. So is it a long process? Basically what would happen is the band would be, go down to the studio quite often in Dublin in those days and they'd come down to the studio and they would say well, come on down this evening we're, 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 mm. we're running through a few of the very early uh, formats of the songs and you'd mm. listen. I mean and there was a point when we used to be given cassettes of work in progress. Now that doesn't happen because yeah. of uh, fears of bootlegging and losing them and anything like that. God we were so innocent then weren't we? Yeah well you know, <laughs> that's the way things were but we, yeah. we, we, we did that we listened to, we'd listen to them and we'd get a feel for where the music was going and we'd sort of come up with a few suggestions then there'd be a big debate about what the album title might be mm. um, and that could go on for quite a while the album title idea because it would change as the album changed So you're, you're, you've been there for every album but it was never just a given that, that it was going to be Steve doing the album cover No Was there ever an album cover where maybe you thought you weren't going to get it or there was a bit of competition? There was, there's been two or three where and at one point we... Um, uh, Paul McGuinness had said when we did the Unforgettable Fire, he said that the Island Records art department had been pushing to do an album cover. And um, did he mind if I um, if they did it? Yeah, you know, I can hardly say no. You can't give it to them. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but he did gracefully ask me to come along to the session where the where the art director presented the ideas to the band in the meeting. Literally within five minutes of looking at what mm-hmm. they'd done, he sort of beckoned me to come out of the room and he came out of the room and he said to me, "How quickly can you have an album cover together for us? We need something by like tomorrow morning, kind yeah. of thing." So I had to go and think really fast about what I thought. It could possibly be. Hey, was that not one of those few moments? Just dodged a bullet there. No, no, no. Was you, you got to you got to go out and think about it very, very clear. When we did the pop album, yeah, uh, for the very first meeting because they were moving in different directions, we did seventy-five different album covers for presentation. Wow, CD sized. So we went to the meeting with seventy-five album covers yeah. and laid them on the table and said, "This is just to show you the avenues you you that won't work for you." You might think they might work, but okay. they won't. So we very quickly got it down to five and then got it down to two and then down to one. And that was, you know, where we proceeded to... Is that a process done like that afternoon? Yeah, it's done very quickly. You really? Can, you, within the meeting of everybody standing around, uh, myself and Sean McGrath, my, my colleague and the designer and the band, we would whittle them down to that small number very, very quickly. So are the arguments acrimonious or respectful? Very respectful. Yeah. And they're very not, not really arguments, they're debates about, you know, on the, for instance, on the cover of War, mm. the inside cover that um, Anton Corbin did his picture of the band in uh, the snow in yeah. Sweden. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, we had an argument, debate, whatever you call yeah. it, uh, on my living room floor for four hours about that because they didn't like that picture. And I said, it's the only picture that possibly can represent the title war. It looks like four soldiers in the snow in, in you know, in Russia or whatever. Yeah, whatever. It yeah. says it's got to be that. You can't just have four individual shots in there. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense of, of what's going on. At the end of the day, to be fair, they said, you've argued your point well enough, we'll go with it. So they so listened you, to you. So you're saying it took four hours to win? Yeah, four hours, <laughs> four, it took four hours to win. You know? That's a lot. But it, it, I might not have. I might have had to be, had to, I was fly, and I, and I, yeah. I was right through the, more or less to the night and I was flying the next morning to, to Dying Records with all the artwork. Okay. So it would have been a bit of a strange one to sort of have to change the cover at that last minute, you know. That's, I mean, that's, that's serious time to put into an album cover when, as you said, there's so many different images, you know, and in your heart and soul, you know, None of the other ones are going to express what these guys really want. And I know what they really want. Yeah. Well, I mean, you become a fifth member of the band in, yeah. in that visual sense. I mean, the, the, the time when the most debate, the most uh, 
focused time yeah. for for an album cover was generally speaking when we were doing the photographic sessions for the album cover because they were away from the studio they couldn't they weren't really writing or playing they were on a bus with you or wherever it might be mm. um, and the debate was about what the visuals might might be or even what the title of the album yeah. might be because yeah. that, that was changing quite regularly as well because they, they I mean you can see it from all of the album covers you can see it you know as you say even from the titles of the albums that they've put a lot of thought into it uh, how to dismantle an atomic bomb that must have been a scary one when it was handed to you it was difficult in the sense that the record company immediately were, were, were nervous about it because quite obviously if there was an event yeah. happened in the world anywhere up to the first three or four weeks before release date, it would be a negative thing to say we have an album called this and this has just happened. Yeah. So you would have, you, we had to have an alternative cover and title ready just in case that happened. So you've, all, you've got to kind of think on your feet when you're doing these things because they as a band nearly always are late with delivery of, of, of uh, the music. Oh yeah, notorious. So yeah. we have to equally be sort of on our guard to be ready to go mm. whenever they're ready to go. What was, the, what was the other title for the album? For... Uh, the Dismantled. Did they have a couple of different titles? I can't remember. I know uh, Pop was called something totally different that was called Miami or, or you know, there are some quite jokey. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one of on one, when we were doing the greatest hits, one of the titles Bono came up with is "I prefer your early stuff." Was a, was a <laughs> title of, of, of an album. It's a good know? idea, actually. Yeah, I like it because <laughs> a lot of people would say that anyway. You know. Yeah. So of all of all of the album covers, which is the one that you want to be remembered for? Well, I think probably the one that's had the most consistent um, effect is "Boy" because it was quite a different cover for an unknown band at the time. Mm. Generally speaking, the marketing opinion would be. First album, first band, picture of the band, so people know who they are. Yeah. Title very clear, very, very big. Name of the band, very big. This doesn't. This has uh, Peter's face very, very big with a, with a silver border and a silver U2 in his hair, which is, if you didn't notice it was there, you probably yeah. would, would miss it. And, and the title of the album is not is on, on the front cover, it's on the back cover. Mm. So that was, for me, you know, hit international, my, my first international album cover. Actually, interesting you say that. I'd say there was not a lot, a lot of people in the marketing departments of record company of that record company going, we can't do this. This is like, you your first album has to have the boys in the front and the big splash of you too. Well, so they must, have been, they must have had strength in numbers did. to get that across. And, and, and you've got to give credit to Paul for that because Paul was very strong as a manager yeah. to say, no, this is what we've agreed. This is what we're presenting you with. This is what you go with. You know, and that's not, that's the way. Yeah. Did they change the cover for the American market? They did. They had a four little pictures of the band stretch pictures because yeah. the American record company was a little bit sensitive to any paedophile yeah. allegations, so they had to be careful with, with that. But they've now reverted to that in America yeah. as well. It's it's the worldwide cover. I, I was looking through all the covers again. They are stunning, stunning covers. I, I think for me, the one that always jumps out is Rattling Home. It's yeah. just that image. It seems to conquer an awful lot of the, the sp- certainly the live action of the band. Yeah, well, Rattleham was funny because um, Rattleham wasn't designed by me. Um, it was a... Sorry I'm, about that, Steve. That's <laughs> <laughs> no, all right. It, it, it's, it's, um, I was over there. I was in, it yeah. was because it was tied in with Paramount Pictures. Right. I, oh, actually, yeah, the movie, I, yeah. I actually went yeah. over yeah. to LA and I was working with the people who were doing because it was a film and therefore they, they use a different set of graphic people for doing film posters and things like that. Yeah. So they tied together. Yeah. But um, we knew what the image was going to be and I spent several hours in an editing suite trying to find that image okay, on, yeah. on video. But when you freeze a frame on video, your your mind is seeing a whole complete sequence, not not a single frame. Yeah. So we didn't have the dynamic we wanted. So again, Anton was, co- was, was called in and that was re-photographed in a controlled setting for the cover. Wow. So you, you haven't, you've, you've retired 
So you had a hand in Songs of Experience, but this is sort of the first album where you haven't been so completely immersed in it. No, I hadn't. I had absolutely nothing to do with this album. I think, in my, my as I said, my colleague Sean McGraw was, was yeah. the designer of, the, of this album cover, and he worked with the band on the whole thing. And it's, it's quite strange for me to be outside of it looking Must at it. Must be, me. actually, yeah. It is, yeah. yeah it just feels feel very odd. But in a sense, um, it's time to pass the mantle yeah. on and move, move on. Because you're sitting people. there in front of you is the album cover. Yeah. It's still very much... You know, the, you know it's a U2 it's still, album cover. It's still yeah. in the same language. That's, yeah. that, that's the thing yeah. we talked about earlier. No, I mean, my time today is, is, is really spent making my own music. And, yeah. You know, going back to the Trouble Pilgrims and, and, and releasing a new album. And that was important to me to do that because, uh, you know, as you get a bit older and you're trying to get something, we're, we're trying to be as relevant as they're trying to be relevant. But, you know, we're, we're, we're coming from slightly different angles. There's a little bit of a gap. Yeah, there's a little <laughs> yeah. bit of a gap. But not that long. I mean, they, they, they you know, they were playing year and a half after we were or two years after we yeah. were so with the, the actual focus of what they they're sort of post-punk and we're, we're punk if you like and myself and Pete Holiday were, were founder members of the radios yeah. Johnny Bonney was uh, the second drummer in, in, in the radios and he was with us from 2004 onwards so he was with us longer yeah. than Jimmy Crash was and, and, and currently we have Tony St. Ledger on guitar and vocals and Brendan Lynott on bass and vocals right. so we have a lineup that we feel is powerful and strong and we think the music is, is, is really, really good. We're very pleased with what turned out. And the fact that a recent review uh, said that it was the album of the year for him and one of the best Irish albums that he's heard in, in ages is is fantastic. And it's been great to be at that stage in your life. I'm not saying it's at the, the last stage, or anything, <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? To be, to be at that stage and finding this new passion and this new you know, possibility yeah, and something that was always, your nothing, beating heart was always music. There's nothing better than... Making music, I mean, yeah, absolutely, it's, it's yeah. a great thing. And we, unlike the U two scenario, the major difference between them, we record our album in three days. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> there's maybe three years. So you know, there's, there's a bit of a difference there. I have to ask, who designed the cover of your new album? Uh, that would be me. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> keep it in house. Exactly. Uh, so are you gigging around at the moment? We're playing uh, in the Grand Social on the 22nd of December for a Joe, a Joe Strummer tribute and then we're going to release a vinyl version of the album in the new year so we're going to do a gig around February to, to launch that. Okay, Steve Avril, thanks for popping in. Not today. Thank Great, you. Thank you. Radio Nova. One.